Hey everyone, Quincy here. Wanted to say thank you for catching this replay of the hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro show on your audio platform of choice. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also learn more and enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and enjoy today's episode. We're all here to ride the MSL wave of the Mental Strength League. I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro Show. Zuri said hello. What's going on, Zuri? K23 Hampton, what's happening? <clears throat> J Pro Skills, hello, hello. Ghosty, welcome to the live. Riel Amit, welcome. Philly Union memes, saw you on my personal, now seeing you on the Perfect Soccer account. Welcome, welcome. Ryan Mash. Be pro general manager joining in on the live. I'm gonna definitely help you guys out in answering some of your questions. Shout out him and all of his athletes and uh, kids that'll be joining. Ghosty said, I play for Coach Ryan. Yo, shout out, Ghosty. You know, you got yourself a great mentor and coach in Ryan. Definitely, definitely show him some love and always. Always question him in what he's teaching you. That's important. Always question what you're learning. But know that uh, he's a he's a smart dude and he's working really hard to make sure that he's giving you guys the best content around to help you improve as fast as possible. Um, Paul, welcome in. What's going on, brother? Lead audio engineer of Perfect Soccer. Always popping in the live and helping us manage the accounts and get your guys' questions answered. Uh, let's see, Joe Jackson, welcome, welcome, Mario Pineda, what's going on, Joe Jackson hit with the I'm in your head emojis, loving that, yo, if everyone can hear me alright, spam that heart button, and drop in some I'm in your head emojis, let me know if you can hear me alright, I'm coming in okay, so we can start getting into, giving you guys just an update on the state of the union of just what's going on in the world, and uh, what's going on on my side of things. Loving that scene. Everybody spam that heart button. Um, yeah, you guys are hearing me all right. Let me also let me know. Mo, uh, Mo Joy is all said. Brian's also his coach. Welcome. Happy to have you. You guys are going to really love this one. Earl Edwards just joined in. Welcome, Earl. Happy to see you. Um, Afro Match said, Max said, much love for perfect soccer. And then dropped in the I'm in your head emojis. Ben Jammin, what's going on, brother? Trevor Willis. Zuri, you guys know I'm love. You guys get me juiced, huh? You give me fuck. You get the MSL. You bringing you bringing it out. You bring the energy out. Loving it, loving it, loving it, loving it. Uh, yeah. So what is going on? Everybody knows or doesn't know what's going on right now. That's most most important. Everybody knows that they don't know what's going on right now. It's a state of confusion in the world. But we thrive in chaos. That's what the MSL mindset is, you guys. And uh, that's what we've been preparing for. So we're prepared. We're a state of calm. We are composed. We showcase our composure and exhibit our character in times like this. And I'm happy to have you guys around. I'm loving seeing T. Gabriel, real, real mitt, dropping the I'm in your head emojis. Ghosties, dropping the I'm in your head emojis. I'm loving seeing it, everybody. For those of you who are just tuning in for the first time ever, or you don't know where you've stumbled yourself into, I'd love to welcome everybody to the hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro Show. I am your host, 11-year MLS Pro, which would be my 12th year if MLS didn't shut down, but everybody knows that MSL is greater than MLS. Was that a conspiracy? Is that a coincidence? Are we in times where we're learning about what the MSL is because 2020 is about vision? Didn't I tell you guys a couple months ago, 2020 is going to be all about the vision? I think I said that. I think I told you guys. And uh, for those of you who didn't know, the MSL is the Mental Strength League. And every Thursday at 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST, I go live here on the perfect underscore soccer account to break down the MSL, the Mental Strength League. 
It's a game where you're either actively a participant and you join us here every Thursday to learn ways to improve, thrive, and just excel at the game. Or you're actively getting played in the game and you don't even know it. But that's okay because you've come here to learn how to learn and enlighten yourself. And that's what we're here to do because teamwork equals dream work core value here at Perfect Soccer, and uh, we're building a community, an active, growing community that grows more and more with every passing week, and I'm happy to see all of you guys here joining in on the live, dropping your I'm in your head emojis, and sharing what you've learned from the MSL so far. So for those of you who have been a part of the Perfect Soccer brand for a while and have been down with the MSL, I'd love for you guys to educate the newcomers as to what it is that you've learned what you're taking away from the brand and what you feel is so valuable about being a part of this growing community. Because you guys know what it is here. We over-deliver value, leaving every exchange having given more than we received. And that is a reason. Uh, that is a principle here. And that is the reason why we've been able to create what we have so far and why we're going to build a monster here in 2020 and beyond. Um, and for a lot of people out here who are struggling, not knowing what to do because they're out of content, especially I'm seeing a lot of these, a lot of these sports leagues running out of content because, you know, most, most soccer highlights aren't evergreen other than like worldies of goals and stuff like that. But you can only watch those for so long. And then what are you going to do? Well, I'll let you know what you're going to do. You can head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio and make sure you go and re- not, if you haven't listened before, go and listen. If you've listened before, go and re-listen to all the previous episodes of the Hashtag Ask the Soccer Pro Show and get that MSL knowledge downloaded into your brain because who you are today is not who you were a year ago. And you might pick up even more gems today re-listening to previous episodes. Our content is evergreen, which means we have unlimited content unlimited wisdom and unlimited knowledge that we can download <clears throat> and implement. Uh, but yes, I'm excited for today. For those of you who might not be aware, we are going to be having our guest, Ike Opara, two time, I think two-time uh, MLS Defender of the Year, uh, MLS Cup champion with Kansas City, Sporting Kansas City and NCAA champion, joining in to help us better understand and break down the mentality of a top high level center back in Major League Soccer. So if you guys are excited for that, let me know. Oh, and the man of the hour has just arrived. And you know what? Let's, I'm just going to bring him in quick. We're just going to get straight into if you've got any questions, make sure you're dropping them in the comment section. Uh, in the comment section, there, uh, Earl helps us get those questions together. Best ones he sends in, and then I get them going over on that side. Yo, what's going on, <laughs> brother? My guy, I haven't seen you in a minute. Uh, you know, not much, man. Just staying inside, like hopefully everyone else. Yes, yes. But in even in even indoors, we can we can increase our knowledge with every passing day. That's the goal, man. Picking up new hobbies. I've been into reading anyways, uh, so I'm just furthering on with that. Um, but, yeah, I'm just trying new things as much as I can, stay sane, uh, like the rest of us, to be honest. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I like that. I like that. We're going to have some fun. So, okay, <clears throat> you pointed out that you said, hey, it's been some time since you've seen me. So set a little bit of context for the fans and people who are joining in. How do we, how do we know each other, and, and what do you mean? By it's been a while since you've seen me. Yeah, for sure. No, uh, when I got drafted to San Jose, you were there, and um, yeah, we spent a little time together before you ended up getting traded to Colorado. Um, but yeah, it was always you were you were fired. You actually, you know what? In, in a wild way, got my uh -huh. mentality because when you step up in college as a professional, you don't really know what to expect, and here mm -hmm. you are, you know, out there just giving it a hundred. And it was like, and you were forward, and I'm a center back, so we were matching up quite a bit. And so I knew that there wasn't any easy day going against you. It actually, you know, helped expedite my uh, my uh, my my setting into uh, professional life. But uh, last time I saw you, and honestly, I remember those days so much that when I would play you, mm -hmm. I'm just like, man, just don't hurt me. You know what I mean? You don't you don't really <laughs> you don't really have a stop, you know. And so like you just keep running through people, 
And so, and you're and you're strong, like despite height, like you're one of the strongest forwards. And so I'm like, man, just come on, bro. Like, and you know, we kind of know each other. I, yeah. I, I I don't think we leave a foot in, you know, with me as you would with someone else. But I still have it in the back of my mind. <laughs> Bro, come on, leave leaving a foot in, bro. Come on, bro. Yeah, you know, but you know what I mean? A foot, a shove, like something like that. I'm like, come on, man. I don't got time for this. I just, you know, I'm just trying to make it through this 90. You know, <laughs> calm down. But that's just how you all go, right? So I respect the other thing you gotta respect. Bro, no, I I appreciate that. No, that's funny. Uh, oh man, yeah, because I remember your rookie season was when I was when we were there with uh, San Jose Earthquakes with Frank Yallop brought you guys in. I remember them talking about, yeah, we got this guy Ike, he's coming in, you know, this and that. And I'm like, all right, bet, bro, let's <laughs> let's go, bro. I'm juiced. You know what I mean? I'm like, yo, let's do this. But uh, it's interesting. It's interesting because. Uh, and I'm sure we'll get into it more, but uh, for, and I want to let everybody know uh, it's Ike week on the perfect soccer platform. So if you guys haven't checked it out, Ike did his first, what we're calling kind of like a pre-interview, which is the perfect soccer podcast where uh, on Monday we released that episode. He gave a little bit of a history as to how he got to the professional ranks, what his high school process looked like, what his college recruiting process looked like, and now what kind of the initial uh, experience of pro is. So it's kind of, that's great and great because you can get the backstory. And what I love about that is we can really get into the the meat of mentality. As you know, here I talk about the MSL, the Mental Strength League. Um, I think the only way you make it a long time in this league is if you have uh, – if you've dialed in on the, the yeah. small differences in mentality that is the difference between just being average and being great and having longevity. So, For sure. Um, it's always interesting for me to hear the perspective of someone like yourself who was there with me, what is that, 11 years ago now? Yeah, Almost 2010. 12. Okay. 2010. Uh, because my path to pro was much different than most of all the other guys. So that's my first time meeting any of you guys is at the professional level because I wasn't playing you guys in college and stuff. Yeah. Right. So it's interesting to hear what you guys have to say because I was thinking that that's what everybody was doing. Like I was just confused. Yeah, for, yeah. A very, for a very yeah. long time. Right. No, I get you. Uh, you know, it's wild because you know we talked about it on on the um, on the on the podcast. Before, you know that I did perfect soccer. Uh, my my process was a lot different. You know, I was always an underdog, despite mm -hmm. what people think. Um, you know, always got overlooked with colleges, and I ended up going to a good school. But the process of how I got there uh, was was unique. Um, and you know, being able to to grind it out the way I did. And then, you know, be able to find success and improve and all of these things. Um, and to the point where, you know, the national, youth national team started calling up, you know, started calling me up. And from there, I was able to really start to be noticed. And for me, that was weird because I had, that had never been, you know, my entire career to that point, which, you know, I've been playing soccer since four. And so four to, you know, age 20, so 15 years, give or take. You know, I'd always been, you know, yeah, people knew I had ability, but I'd always, always been overlooked. There was always someone better on my team that, people wanted or, or whatever the case and so it was different because then at that point in time you know I came in uh then it, and when the MLS draft was big uh mm -hmm. especially you know I was the third overall pick and at that point in time it was the first time in my life that I ever had expectations that weren't you know underdog like that I had an expectation <laughs> of you know greatness or, or this and that and I, I wasn't used to that right like mm -hmm. and so I got there you know not knowing that you know this is what it's like and, you know, I had to, I, I, I kept thinking, you know, I was, you know, doing the things I've always done. And I didn't realize, you know, until I got older a little bit, how I let maybe those expectations, uh, you know, weigh me down a bit and had injuries and having to overcome those things. And, you know, I felt like I was, you know, down in a lot of aspects and, um, you know, until I was able to grasp that notion of, hey, it's not important, you know, what I'm doing and, you know, the work that I'm putting in and, and, and everything that I need to do, it trusting myself. Um, and, and, and from there, that's when I started to really take off, um, you know, when I was able to get back. And, and, and the last thing I needed, right, or the thing that I needed was, you know, that chip on my own shoulder. Because that, yes. that's my, I'm not, most athletes were always our biggest critics. Um, yes. And that was no different for me. Um, and so when I was able to channel that into a positive, uh, I, you know, I, I was really able to take off. Because that's how I've always been. I've always been overlooked. And I prefer to be overlooked. Um, yes. You know, even <laughs> when I got traded, you know, to Ken, or from Kansas City. 
you know, there was a, that saying, you know, was he worth it and this and that. And I loved it. Like that for me, that's what I needed to, to give me that resurgence because I, I need that to kind of feed, uh, you know, my facial hunger, I guess, uh, at times. I got you. Okay. So now that's good. I'm going to die. Let's dive deeper into that and kind of extrapolate that out in terms of kind of your career. So I've talked about that to a lot of people on the channel and most aren't, most don't believe that if it's between everyone overlooking you and you have nobody supporting you versus everyone's looking at you and they support you and you have all the tools and resources, the easier one to deal with and to be successful in is when everyone overlooks you. Yeah. And, sure. and most people say, why, when you have all the tools and the resources and this and that and the other, um, why do you believe, first, why do you believe it's easier and that's why what you prefer? And uh, two, how were you able to, how were you able to manufacture the underdog, or did you did you did you self sabotage so that you could re re rise again? So, what was your approach? Yeah, I think uh, you know, I think it's case by case, you know, what side you're on. But I would say majority, you know, are, are probably going to be on the side of you know being overlooked um, and, and it being easier. Um, you know, for me, you know, it was uh, you know, I I just it's always I mean, there, there are different challenges when you say this, but you know, mm -hmm. to be the hunter. <laughs> you know, was something that I relished, you know, to get to the top, you know, yeah. when you can like, and it's always something you can do to get to the top. And don't get me wrong, when you get there, it's not easy to stay there. But there's a, a, a human nature that makes you relax sometimes. Uh, whereas opposed to when you're down, and you're grinding you're in the valleys, more so than, 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 you know, than the peaks, you're, you, you know, what it takes, you, you, you keep and you keep wanting more. Um, and so for me personally, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say I self-sabotage, at least not knowingly. Um, okay. But I, I think I, I think I was able to, you know, especially as I've gotten older, I've been able to find uh, motivations to keep me striving for more. Um, I think that that's always the important part because, you know, there are times when you know you go through a lull and you know you'll not necessarily become complacent, but you'll you'll start to lose a little bit of that hunger, and you know it's like well, it's a little bit different now as opposed to when you're you know you're trying to climb you're not losing hunger when you keep trying to climb um and for me that's what i've always that's just kind of how about that it's always been you know me trying to figure out a way to actually or not keep striving the streets and, and, and keep climbing and that it seems to have worked this to this point <laughs> i got i got you i got you so <clears throat> okay so i'm thinking through i'm thinking about how you've shared kind of what your story was and how you got to where where you are and the things that the things that you saw as your advantages and disadvantages along along your process right when you first got to oh let's see because I think you're lagging there. We'll wait to see. Um, everybody, let me know if you can still hear me. Give me a, a thumbs up if you can see, you can hear me. Um, well, we'll see if uh, he'll get called back in here and I'll answer a couple questions. Oh, there we go. Mike, you back? Okay, everybody can still answer a couple questions here and we'll and we'll get him back in here in a minute. But Bobby Burr Bobby Burling, what's going on? And then I saw Corbin Bone had joined in as well too. What's going on, Corbin? Welcome, brother. Thanks for popping by, seeing what's going on. Dykes internet has the Rona. Okay, good. I'm glad that everybody can still hear. And if uh, there's any more technical difficulties, we'll drop back in. Yo, what's going on, Ben? You're back? All right. Yeah. Drop the, drop the internet. All right, cool. So what we'll make sure, because I want to make sure that we start, we keep keep doing this. I'll go back back and forth because I can always go deep and keep keep going, right. keep going. I want to make sure that uh, we're getting some questions that are coming in here from the audience as well, too. Um, 
while we're at it. And I know I'm, now I'm getting uh, Earl's probably scrambling to make sure that he's dropping in some questions in that. So let me see what we had over here. Sorry, I saw a couple because I'd already said I'm going to bring some in because I didn't know how long it was going to take for you to hop back in. But all right, uh, what I'll do is, guys, if you got some of your questions, drop them in the box, and then I'll make sure that I uh, I ask uh, Ike um, Ike some of them, and Earl will start getting those together. But um, okay, so from that perspective, and the one that you shared of kind of what your experience was like by the time you got to the got to San Jose earthquakes, what I can remember, right, is I go okay, uh, Ike. Ike joins joins, but you had you had signed under Generation Adidas, and at that point mm -hmm. in time, right, that was like pretty like, that was pretty legit at that time. That's like top tier, oh. right? And uh, I know that you were still taking classes, so I remember right. this dude was flying in for games, but also flying out for tests and uh, and finishing your degree. <laughs> and uh, I remember. I can't remember if it was you had told me directly or if I kind of heard, but I, I knew that a big, a big factor in you being able to, to sign early and leave school or to leave school early was because your parents said that you still needed to finish your education, right. Or, or, or maintain that while you were in it. I think you're cutting out again there. We're running into a little bit of technical difficulties with Ike, and we'll keep getting him back in here as we can. Um, but Cozy said, how important is teamwork, and what part does it play in your own individual success? Uh, oh, that is a heavy question. How important is teamwork? I think knowing how to work in a team is extremely important, but understanding that those who typically get the most success in professional sports are the ones who are most selfish. So it's, it's finding the balance between when you can be selfish, when it's okay to be selfish, and when it's in the best interest to make sure you're playing for the team. Because if you're so selfish that you're taking advantage of all the opportunities um, or you're making you're creating less opportunities for your teammates, in, in the long run, your team won't do well, which means you don't do well. So I think you should try to find win-win scenarios so that <clears throat> you're finding the moments to be selfish that are also the right moments that are in the best interest of your team which is a good one. And all right, I know Ike, you, had, you had dropped out a little bit there. Are you back? I, I hope Ooh. so. I don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah, I, I do as well. So we'll keep going because I think it's going back and forth again with his internet. Maybe he's got to find a new location. Uh, Zuri asked, how do you keep up with all this stuff outside of soccer? Well, speaking to the question about teamwork or uh, working in a team, the way in which I've been able to survive out of, outside of soccer is because I've spent and invested a lot of my time, effort, and energy into building my team, investing in my team, um, and, and, and working collaboratively. So uh, the Perfect Soccer community is a growing community, and it's, and it's growing because those are, who are part of the community contribute to it, help us improve it, over time and uh, the mentality and the mindset that we're approaching everything with. So um, I believe investing in team is the long-term winner's uh, way to approach about going about things. And I think that if you're committed to building a team, you have to understand that in the short term, you'll take but in the longer term, uh, it will benefit you the greatest in the future because your team will be able to help support the parts of you and the parts of things that you might not necessarily be the best at or you might not want to spend your, your time on. Um, and uh, now that's coming down to more like what your approach is. So hopefully... Yeah, John John just dropped teamwork makes the dream work and he knows that. Yo, I, you, I heard the last sentence. Okay, you back, brother? I, I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> I think everyone's using the same internet since everyone has to be at home. I don't know. Yeah, uh, no, it's all good. Uh so it's all good. So if you drop out again, I just jump into the comment sections, I answer okay. a couple questions and we're back at it, bro. MSL, bro. Uh, <laughs> Adapt or die. We're not worried. Bro. I get 
That's true. You have to be able to adapt to MLS. It's the it's arguably one of the biggest characteristics needed for a person in this yeah. league. Yes, and I think most people give us the the cliche retirement league. You guys don't understand football and all that, yeah. all that crap. But the people when they come over here, they can't survive because there's too there's too many Mickey Mouse rules and different just ridiculous scenarios that you're gonna get thrown into that uh, even the the best of players can't can't adapt to because it's just there as yeah. you don't understand what it's like to just like show up in Houston in no, 110 no. degree weather at four o'clock in the afternoon for a game that you just traveled to the day before I don't care how good you are if you don't have that type of experience you don't know what it is until you're in there so yeah Leo said we like Ike that's what I'm talking about. Um, what do you think is the hardest becoming a pro? I think the the hardest part in becoming a pro is learning what it what it actually means and what it takes to be a professional. So that that comes to the business side of the game as well as and when's the when's the right time to uh, when's the right time to move on? When's the right time to suck it up and and um, and uh, and and do what's asked of you in the moment, even though it might not seem like it's in your best interest? I think understanding the politics of it, as well as as the physical aspect, is is what's most difficult. <clears throat> um, yeah, uh, Oz. Oz said, "Have you seen your FIFA card?" I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up to Ike. So hopefully, hopefully he can get something sorted out with his internet over there, and we can ask him a couple questions. But I heard he's got, he's got some massive stats in FIFA Ultimate Team. So uh, I want to see if he, if he's seen that yet, because I think he's going mini viral over on YouTube. And, but I'm sure he's someone has someone's de definitely let him know, and he's got to be aware of it. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. I can hear a lot of things going on. I can, yeah. I can't I can I can hear, I can't I can't speak on it, but I heard the last one, the FIFA oh, FIFA card. Yo, I don't I don't know much about uh the ultimate team. Uh-huh. But uh I get it message I'm not gonna lie, I, I I don't like the messages. I don't. They they flood my inbox or my text messages and I'm like, I don't even play FIFA anymore, like I don't understand it, I never have. Uh, so I've seen it. I know, I know it's like legit from what everyone has told me. Uh, but, but no, I don't, I don't, I mean, I wish it's a little bit weird playing with yourself on the, on, in a video game. Um, so I, I, yeah, I haven't played that game in a while. <laughs> yes. I saw it. Yeah. Apparently your character in the game is like an ultimate beast, which is like a, it's like the ace in the ace up the sleeve. Which is which is uh, spearheading the legitimacy of MLS around the world. So, <laughs> so hey, bro, hey, uh oh, you might you might be on to something here, and people are going to become massively aware of some things here soon. Okay, yeah, no, yeah, I, this is when I knew it was like legit. When I, when I was in Kansas City, I had a couple of the teammates would be like, "Have you seen your FIFA card? I buy you every time." I'm like, oh, your teammate, like, it's like, <laughs> I almost felt disrespected, like, oh, I guess you think I'm, I'm trash or terrible. I get it. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, you rate me higher than FIFA than, like, I, you know what I mean? So that was always weird. Back, like the backwards comment, right? Like, oh, bro, in real life, I think you're trash, but on FIFA, you're legit. Right. You're legit. So yeah. like, like, but in real life, uh, but on FIFA, on FIFA though. I know. <laughs> I, I got over it, but it was. It was always one of those ones where I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like, I, I know this, this silver card or gold. I don't even know what they are. I, just, <laughs> I, I feel like I should know all of them because I keep hearing about it all the time, but I don't actually know. Okay, well, that's good. You, you're, uh, you're focused on, on maintaining uh, – you're focused on maintaining your level so your FIFA card stays high. You're not worried about the FIFA card. The FIFA card comes as a result of the work you're putting in. <laughs> that's true. It's always the work. You, there we go. You have success anyway, yeah. P yeah. 
good things come from it, regardless of, you know, it'd be a, a video game or a sponsorship or, you know, t- other teams in the league. So uh, always good, always good to be, I guess, uh, acknowledged in ways. So uh, the, the question I was wanting to get around to you when before the technical difficulties there was saying, from what I remember of the time when I was there, I remember we kind of established you were a, a generation Adidas, which was kind of, if people don't know what that is, we'll look that up. But um, yeah. the main thing was I had remembered, or my understanding was <clears throat> the only way your parents were giving you the permission to sign that contract early was if your education and them tra- uh, paying and accommodating your travel back and forth for finishing school was a part of that. Was that yeah. true? Um, you know, it was one of the things that, so Nyarko had kind of did that the year before. And so I had known that. And so that mm-hmm. was something that I wanted to do because I thought about leaving for my sophomore year, but I wanted to get another year in school. And I wanted to, you know, at that time I was in the youth national team. So the cup was coming up that following year. And so I figured, you know, if I was able to perform there, leverage would have been on my side and, you know, opportunities abroad would have been possibility or possible. So yeah, I kind of wanted to leave all those open. Um, and I ended up, you know, going to GA and I remember, okay, I wanted, I was so close to finishing, you know, my undergrad um, and I want to be able to, you know, I went to Wake Forest for a reason. I wanted to go to Wake because I, I enjoyed the, the school. Um, I enjoyed the, the, the team, but most of the academics as well. And so I was like, you know, I was committed to wanting to get my Wake Forest degree. Uh, I had already spent that much time in. I, just, I didn't really want to transfer and get it done somewhere else. So uh, you know, I kind of had that worked into the contract, you know, and, you know, my parents obviously are, you know, they're big in education and they, you know, they, they would have been fine if I didn't, but they definitely, you know, wanted me to finish at some point. And I think this was the easiest option, but it was crazy, man, because on a normal week would be like, you were there, like I'd fly in on a Wednesday, Wednesday night, train Thursday, Friday, play in the game Saturday, leave on a red eye Saturday would land in Charlotte across the country, land in Charlotte, drive, drive, you know, back to wake an hour and 20 minute drive and, and like get there, let's say around noon and right away meet with like groups or professors or whatever to catch up on the studies that I kind of missed. So I meet Sunday, class Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, leave after class again. And I would do that pretty much every week aside from like spring break where I could be there the whole week or certain weeks if the, the class schedule was, 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 was slower. I could, you know, arrange, but it was like, and I, and it, you know, the worst part about it too was, you know, I was coming in, you know, and playing in some of these games and you guys had been there all week training and training. And that would show up like, you know, two days in and be in the lineup yes. and, you know, do the same. And, and there were guys that I, I was like, I, I couldn't even look in the eye, you know, guys in my own position <laughs> because I was like, I like legitimately felt bad. Like, I don't know. It was, it was a very, especially being a young rookie, like, and you know, you had guys like yourself, the mentality that you had, and that team in general had different mentalities across the board, but it, it was like a, an interesting vibe. Uh, one that really got me into, uh, <laughs> into realize more importantly that it's a business. Uh, you cut out there for me. You said you realize it's a business, but I can't hear you. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but if you've enjoyed listening to this episode and learning what it takes to increase your mental strength, well, how would you like to work with me one-on-one directly? Now you can with B-Pro Mentality. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-Pro. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. Might need to drop out again and then pop back in. Let's see. Uh, Yes, I'd seen the question I wanted to ask. I'll definitely ask. um... So I can uh, answer this one. Oh, there we go. Thanks. Drop them back in. All good. Um, there we go yeah I can hear you so you had said but you had said uh, that's when you realized it was a business 
And then what? Yeah. And, you know, and not all, you know, professional, you know, teams environments necessarily care about, you know, sometimes the day-to-day practice. They care about the result on the weekend. So that was another, you know, step in mentality of, okay, this is what it's about at the end of the day. It's winning games. Um, and, you know, the sacrifices that are made sometimes aren't always in the best interest of every player, but, you know, in the best interest of really the team in ways. Got you. No, and that's an important – I'm glad that you kind of highlighted that because that's really important to understand the difference between the amateur level and the professional level, which I think is difficult for many kids to wrap their head around. So over um, – so Ryan Mash is in the comment section. A couple of his kids that are with his with his team uh, that he's coaching are are in the call, and I saw that on, on YouTube. So now we, we make sure we respond to all the comments that uh, everyone leaves on YouTube on the YouTube sections for their PS clips. And I was seeing the theme that a lot of kids were saying that there was a huge jump from their rec league to competitive. And that was a very difficult struggle for them to adapt to. And I'm, I'm likening that is similar to the jump in terms of feeling and the uncertainty and the, and the increase in the, the level from college to professional. And what you had pointed out was definitely, wait, hold on. Training during the week doesn't really matter, but everyone would say, like, that matters. At the professional level, not if it means we have a better chance of winning on the weekend. If that means you get to rest the whole week and you do your own thing and you show up and we win, then okay. And to your point where you're saying, like, now every coach and organization has their own idea of what's necessary to win. Mm -hmm. uh, But if what they believe is necessary to win is allowing – you or multiple people to not do anything and just show up on the game on game day and play. That's what's going to happen. And if you're not one of those people or one of those players, you have to learn how to still get better and work and be ready for when your opportunity Mm -hmm. comes. And uh, I also wanted to tie this back, giving up people another reason to make sure you go listen to the perfect cycle podcast episode that I could did was that in college, you were on that reverse end where you yep. were like number seven center back on the thing, on the mm-hmm. roster. And if it wasn't for the fact that like 14 people got injured in the span <laughs> of like 20 seconds, right? Yeah. You jumped from not a part of this, nothing to I'm the starting guy. And now I'm not, lo- I'm not losing this spot again. Right. So yep. making sure what we talk about here is, Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. The MSL mindset is saying, hey, just because you're not number one today doesn't mean you can't be number one tomorrow. But if your opportunity shows up tomorrow and you aren't prepared, it's nobody's fault but your own. So I, I love that from you um, in terms of that. And I wanted to make sure all the, all the kids joining in on the live, make sure you take that away from there, especially, um, especially from uh, someone like yourself who's had path to where you've gotten to up to this point and i'm i'm loving this it's in and out it's just like the game substitutions you know what i'm saying like on the fly it's like a mls season ups downs lags stuff doesn't go according to plan but we still deal with it uh let's see what we got here Loving this. So I want to make sure that you get this question answered. And then uh, there's a couple others in here that I saw as well, too. So once you jump back in, uh, once we get him back in here, hopefully we'll be able to get him to answer those ones. Um, ben asks, how do I get my team to train the things they don't want to but need to in the off season? Oh, you have to show them. You have to show them how doing so benefits them for themselves. So you can't tell them that it's good for them. You have to show them how it's good for them. And then they have to believe that and then be willing to do it themselves. So so a great way in getting them to do that is having them literally watch this here right now, because I'm a pro who's played over 11 years and I can tell them um, what they think isn't true and they are more inclined to believe me than let's say someone who hasn't done it. And that that's no that's no fault of your own or anybody else's. It's just that's just human, that's how our brains are wired. And um and uh sometimes 
you can't get the message through, you have to get it, you have to get the message through another way. So, you know, I've been investing in running businesses for a long time, but most people see me as a professional soccer player. So sometimes that means it's much harder for me to give that type of information and people onboard it, as opposed to if I'm giving you advice about professional soccer. And that goes in every single direction. So, okay, Ike, uh, the question I wanted to make sure that we got answered here because I've, there's two of them in here that I thought were really, okay. really relevant was the first was, after a game, do you watch yourself play to see where you can improve? Always. Uh, I always watch my own individual clips, have to, um, just to see, you know, what I could have done better. And, and I make sure I get my clips offensively and defensively, even if I don't necessarily impact the ball offensively, defensively. I want clips that I'm in and around the ball um, or clips that I could have directed, uh, you know, some one of my lines maybe in front of me. Um, so I always watch that, and then I watch the game as well just to, to uh, see what the team setting looks like and, you know, shape. Uh, but, yeah, and I do it as soon as I get home, honestly. I, like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it at, you know, if the game gets over at 10 or whatever, I'll get home, and I'll be watching it after midnight just because, you know, I, I want to see it. And then I'll, just to see if the thing things that I thought happened in the game, you know, went down the way I thought. Um, and then I'll watch it the following couple. Got you. So when you're watching the game, so we talked, we've talked about this in the account in the past, watching the game as a student of the game, as opposed to watching the game as a, as a spectator or inter as someone who's watching it for the entertainment purposes. So for you, what is the difference between the two? Like wh what, how are you watching it that you think is different than how most people are watching it? Yeah, I mean, I get, I rarely watch a game these days as a spectator. Um, the only time I'll watch as a spectator World Cup or, you know, high, high, high end, you know, maybe El Clasico kind of thing. But other than that, I'm watching, you know, games for breakdown and more so, especially MLS, um, because you can do a little bit of scouting on your opponents or whatnot. But I'm watching it for, you know, defensive shape, decisions that center backs make with, without the ball. Uh, you know, I'll be, I'll be analyzing a center back's movements when this camera is, you know, within their, their shot. And I'll be watching the center back move well before, you know, in relation to the ball. Um, you know, I'm watching like, okay, if the ball goes here, the center back should do this or that. And the ball might not even go there. But it's, I'm always looking at it from a perspective of a center back. Uh, so, yeah, I pretty much, which is weird, right, because I'm a fan of the game, but it's kind of, in a way, killed because at the same time, you know, I grew up, you know, loving Manchester United and all that. But it's kind of hard to root for teams, you know, when you're worried about your own team <laughs> uh, and your own livelihood. So uh, I'm only looking at it these days, really, for you know, improvement. Loving that. Okay, so that'll tie into the other ones that I'm seeing coming in here because I'd love to get your feedback on that because I think it's great for other players, parents, coaches to hear hear it directly from the source, right? Not third party or some random person is explaining it to you directly from the person who's doing it on a day-to-day. -day. Um, okay, so I, I know, just from my experience with you back, but this is, again, this is over a decade ago, right? I, I realized where I, I saw and saw that you struggled with injuries a lot back at that point in time, right? You're more at, you, your base operating is an athletic player. You have athletic talents and gifts, right? But the longer you last in the league, you have to learn things beyond just athleticism to maintain yourself for an entire MLS season. Um, and, and it's a grind. Um, it's a grind. Like there's no way around it. It's a grind no matter what. So uh, someone like yourself who might've struggled with uh, injuries earlier in your career, why do you believe that was the case? And what was it that you realized and learned um, that allowed you to take care of your body and avoid injuries uh, at this point in time in your career? Yeah. Uh, some of it was just unlucky. I mean, some of the things I couldn't have done any different, you know, just mm -hmm. really unlucky. And some of them were, you know, I needed to learn my body in a way. That's one of the things we're not really taught growing up in school and throughout sports is nutrition. It's, it, you know, we're not taught recovery. Uh, we're not taught a lot of these things, right? And so you, you find, you know, when you get experience, you know, what, what works, what doesn't work. And going to Kansas City was great for me because they helped me understand that and understand a regimen that is, you know, tailored to me. And, you know, like you said, I, I'm, I'm different than everyone's different, right. But I'm different than a lot of players. Yes. And, you know, I have to be managed in ways that, you know, I don't, I, I think I work really hard, but now, you know, it's about, you know, do I work, you know, do I take every rep a hundred percent, 
I don't need to get as many reps these days, but I make sure I take the rep game speed. And so, you know, understanding that that's what I need to be able to, you know, get make sure that I'm good on the weekends. Um, you know, I found the, a routine, a regimen that, you know, that still gets tinkered. How much science is always coming out there. You know, I've got my base of what I do, um, and I think that's what's Okay, I think you dropped out there in uh... – I'm liking I'm liking that in terms of like what he's sharing in terms of how he's come to an understanding of what he needs for himself specifically. And I think that's important for a lot of players um, to understand just because something works for one player doesn't necessarily mean it works for you. And you have to really be committed to testing different things and trying different th things to really understand and build a program that that fits what you need and allows you to accomplish the goals that you have set for yourself. Not everybody's trying to play, you know, 10 plus years professional. Um, but uh, for those of you that are, the level of detail that you need to have and the approach you need to take is much different than those of you who are just wanting to maybe make your local team or uh, improve your fitness or, or any of those things. So I think it's really great uh, what Ike was highlighting there in terms of his, his, personal, his personal process to understand and learn himself and his body. And hopefully if we get him in here again, I got a good, I got a kind of follow-up question to that um, in relation to, okay, there you go, brother. I'm loving it. We're still, we're getting it in pieces. So it's all good, man. Uh, I know. So, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I really am. I, I feel like I'm going to owe you one in the future. Oh, it, I love that. We're going to lock you in on that one. So we're, keep, we're committing you to that okay. one. So appreciate it. For sure. I owe you one. So now I'm in. I'm locked in. <laughs> okay, solid. So, all right. So. I very much understand what you mean. Like your body is much different, like your physical ability and how you, how you operate just your body as a, as a whole is not of the typical player or type. Right. Um, I would say I'm, I'm very similar in that aspect. Um, and with that comes its own challenges, uh, especially in the situation where people are trying to force cookie cutter, processes or things on you because it works for other people how did you how did you handle that how did you handle that and what what were some things that you learned you needed to do or you you had to accept in order to to get to where you are now where you have earned the right to say hey you know what i'm not doing those extra reps or i need to do this yeah so how how, how did that happen for you um, I think the big thing was, you know, I, I had a lot of people around me who I trusted and I thought, you know, they, they were, not only did they, you know, recommend something to me, they had the research uh, that specific, and they had the research that would specifically benefit to me um, and not just the general public. Um, you know, and some of those, you know, I, I was trialing and error, um, you know, and, and at the same time, as much as the new science and all these things are coming out, which is great, there are just some things that are, you know, going to be timeless <laughs> and <laughs> i think being able to figure out those uh you know just the simple things of recovery you know um you know just being able to you know understand that you know i the simple things is i need to be i don't need to be as active in an off day but i need to be someone active and i need, i don't need to be running my legs i need to be you know on a bike or in the pool or whatever it be uh, some of these things are just you know really so, you know, ABCs, but then there are other things that are challenging you know, when you've got this health product or this new mechanism. Um, and it's like, okay, what, what could work? You know, I, what I like to say is I've figured out what my 80% is, my solid base. The other 20, I will tinker with, whether it be maybe nutrition, uh, you know, maybe it be, you know, more than, you know, the, the, one of the big things out where recently was cupping and the dry noodling and all those kind of things. And okay, I will tinker with that a little bit and I'll see if it works for a bit. But before I incorporate that into my schedule or into my regimen, I want to see, you know, results and, and all of these things. So, um, you know, I, that's, that's kind of the, the, 
the 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 way I go about it now. Um, and I think it's you know it's it, not everyone you know everyone some people love trying new things all the time. You know, it's just yep. everyone's a little bit different there. Got you. And based on kind of how you're feeling right now and how you've kind of dialed in on your base and the 20% and the experiences you've had overall, um, how, how do you project, where do you see yourself of yourself, the rest of your career? How much longer is your career? What are you doing? What's that look like? Yeah, no, I, I, I think about it as, I mean, it's kind of, you kind of have to, as you get older, right? Um, no, I'm not sure. You know, I, there's some guys that want to play as long as humanly possible. And I don't think that that's me. Um, you know, I don't, I just, it's just not, uh, you know, I don't, I don't have a ballpark, you know, whether it be, you know, two years or three years, but I know that, you know, when I would like to leave, you know, this game relatively healthy and uh, you know, that, you know, you can go through bumps and bruises, you, you got things that kind of linger. And so, um, you know, I can't say that it's not on my mind. Um, and I don't, I don't know when that time will be, but I, I bet it's sooner rather than later. Uh, in all honesty, um, so you know, I just try to, and as I've gotten older, I've just tried to appreciate every every practice and every game more, just because I know that, that realistically, you're, you're towards the end. You know, I'm not towards the beginning of my career. Um, Got you. So that's kind of been one of the reasons why I've been enjoying you know the game more, um, more especially the last you know couple of years. No, that's awesome. I love that in terms of just appreciating every training session. Um, I think that can be lost by players at every level. You know. Um, yeah, because you don't think you hope everything. Yeah, everything. The banter, the the just ridiculous stories that you're never gonna get anywhere other than in a professional locker room. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I love that. Uh, and a lot of what you're talking about is huge on mentality, and that's what I really love about having this format of the show. I like really highlighting the mentality and the 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 things that I believe are the reasons why individuals like yourself are successful over the long term you know and it's finding the things that you appreciate about the game because not everything about the game is going to be very enjoyable all the time um i know you yeah. are a huge uh, a huge piece to minute what minnesota has been building over there and really been helping them change that culture and knowing the talk you were talking about dealing with coming to a culture that wasn't necessarily a winning culture when you showed up um, as opposed to where you're coming from with Kansas City with the with the championship, um, and that ties into the question that was asked over here on how would you go about shifting the mentality of a team um, that you're on now? And I, I'm saying that because I go I know that that was something that you were a part of there in Minnesota, correct? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think the big thing is too, you know, not everyone can be a part of that because you know I think that I had had the respect of you know the organization and the team. Uh, mm -hmm. teammates, the coaching staff. And so I knew that there was a responsibility on, you know, on my shoulders and all, on, on some of the other ones, you know, the other guys that we brought into. And so we had a, a perfect, you know, small group of people who were able to, and, and kind of set the tone for what we want the organization to be, you know, because as an expansion team, you know, very few, more so now hit the ground running. Um, you know, Atlanta is one of the few now and, you know, LAFC and Seattle, but more often than not, you know, expansion teams don't hit the ground running. Yes. And so to really, we, yeah, we've been starting over year after year pretty much until, you know, we got here. And so we, I think we all realized that we had a big moment ahead, an opportune moment to solidify our legacies in a completely different way. You know, Ozzy from coming from Seattle, a legend in his own right, and, you know, being able to <clears throat> help this organization was going to be a completely different, you know, uh, you know lasting effect on his legacy and, and some of the guys like myself. Um, and so it was, uh, it was one of the things that we wanted to take and, 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 and you know, grab by the horns and get, hit the ground running. And, you know, that was a pure mentality sake. You know, it was at the end of the day, you know, do you want, do you want it or not? Do you want to help this organization that's, you know, invested a lot uh, in a lot of us uh, get to where we want to go? Um, because if so, it, the, the opportunity is now. And, uh, and I think we had a lot of guys that, that saw that and, and uh, you know, and, and took that. No, I love that. And then um, I know we've got maybe like five or six minutes here before Instagram kicks us off. So I want to give you a heads up on that and uh, tie that into, so you're an M, you're a certified MLS vet and you just brought up another certified MLS vet, right? What, why do you um, believe why do you believe one MLS vets are extremely valuable to an organization? And then two, why do you think they're not valued 
to or do you believe they're valued to the level they should be valued um yeah to, to, i'll answer the latter one first um okay no usually no because at the end of the day right, like it's all about business and so you want to suppress kind of you know what you can pay an older vet uh and, and go get that shiny new toy you know is is uh you know ozzy alonzo you know as great as he is or i far as great as he can be and all these people that's great you know what he can do let's suppress him and let's go find ourselves you know miguel Amarone, you know yeah. or uh you know try to find a pd or, or whatever right so i think that you know financially they we are undervalued but i think within organizations that are smart they truly know how you know valuable mls vet is uh, especially coming from within the league and is one because like you mentioned earlier and before i got cut off there's so many different climates in this league, you know, from out in time zones and altitude, turf, how many teams have turf, you know, it's like you go from mountains one weekend to perfect dry weather to humidity. And it's like so many things in the, in the travel, they just don't understand. And you've got two countries and the, and the customs. And you, know, you see these big names come over and they struggle because they don't understand. They don't get it yet until they get here. And they're like, what is going on? Um, and so <laughs> it, it, it's the case. How many great guys do you see come from Europe and they struggle in MLS, they go back to Europe and they end up doing well or, or whatever. It's just a completely different basis league in terms of the grind and the talent and the mentality. And, you know, we, if you are, if you're in MLS for you know 10 years, you know what to expect when you do, like you said, when you go to Houston, you know what to expect when you go to Colorado or, you know, Atlanta inside of a dome, all of these places, you know, what's coming. Whereas like, you know, and you know how to prepare for that. You know how to travel, you know, what's needed hopefully at this point, you know, to, yeah. to help you prepare for the game. Um, so, you know, it's, it's always one of those, uh, you know, frustrating. I mean, every team's different how they want to build, but it is, you can never underestimate, you know, the, 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 the wily vet, MLS vet. <laughs> yeah you i know you say that i say that too yet they continue to underestimate yep. it's, <laughs> no, it's, it's it really is crazy i don't i don't get it i don't uh at the very least you will be competitive and that's that's the part that's frustrating no because we've yep. got a different hunger um, yes. especially if you're you came in early 2010 11 12 like you've seen a lot different things than, you know, maybe some of these young homegrowns yes. moving forward, you know, five, six, seven years from now. So your grind is completely different and your, your need and your ability to adapt, you know, hunger, all of it just drastically different than you know, most of the time they're going and getting guys abroad, who, you know, are well compensated and they got a different relaxed. It's kind of what we talked about the hunted versus the, the hunter. Yeah. Like it's just a, it's a different <laughs> mentality. It is. It is. But, I think people will become aware of the hunter's mentality here in the in the coming weeks and months, man. And but since I know I got you guaranteed sometime here in the future, we can definitely wrap it up. And uh, before Instagram kicks me off, I want to make sure we get the whole replay. We will be making sure the full replay of this episode obviously goes live for the next 24 hours. We also do this the whole perfect soccer team is already 13 of us who work full time to make sure we get the full uh clip breakdown uh graphics for the episodes published over to perfectsoccerskills.com by six o'clock tomorrow so head over there subscribe to the podcast make sure you re-listen to all the knowledge that ike was dropping on all of you guys today ike man i really appreciate you taking the time and joining us um is there anything that you wanted to shout out share or highlight um to let the people know More importantly, just stay safe, stay safe out there. Uh, time in the world and obviously everyone, you know, take care of yourself. And uh, hopefully I'll be back on and that can answer all questions with better, with better service and Wi-Fi. Uh, so I, I, I owe you one. Awesome, brother. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you again. And uh, we'll be in touch here soon. All right. Sounds good, bro. Easy. Later, brother. Yep, so that was Icopara. Again, I want to make sure that uh, we get this all together so uh, Instagram doesn't kick us off here, but Instagram will kick me off here in the next <laughs> couple of seconds. Of course, Zuri, th Zuri said thank you for giving us uh, soccer knowledge. Of course, thank you for joining in. Everybody, thank you, thank you, thank you. Make sure you follow the account. Turn on push notifications. Next week, who do we have next week? Do we have Sammy Muse? Is that who's on next week? Oh, my God, I'm forgetting. Uh I'm forgetting who 
the guest is for next week because I, I know we're still confirming it. So make sure you guys be on the lookout. I'll be dropping that here soon. Um, but we've got uh, United States men, women's national team player uh, joining in on the call. Uh, Earl's been helping us to – yep, Sam Muse. Thank you very much because I wasn't sure if it was her or not that was confirmed. But Sam Muse will be joining us here next week. So make sure you guys – follow and turn on push notifications and make sure you catch the replay. I will catch everybody here next Thursday, 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST, and drop your I'm in your head emojis, tag the account. Let me know what you learned from today's episode. I'll make sure to reshare you on this account and every other account. Uh, thanks again, guys, and I will see everybody next week. Quincy Ameriqua here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you would like us to interview next, we'll get working on it right away. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today. Thanks again, and see you guys in the next episode. Thank <laughs> you.